Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet, kind, and gentle GM, woo-woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. I recently found out that ring pops are still a thing. Stace Babcock. Oh, shit. Hi. <laughs> and Samson Davis. Oh, man. You guys remember Wonder Balls? I'd kill for a Wonder Ball right now. Which one was that? A Wonder Ball? A Wonder Ball. You remember Wonder Ball? Maybe. No. Nestle chocolate with candy shapes inside? Oh. It was basically like a fucking like chocolate ball with like little uh, I do remember that inside of it. And it came with like a sticker or a temporary tattoo. I do. I didn't remember what it was called, but I do remember that. You never wonder, wonder what's in a Wonder Ball? I feel like that must have been after my time. I, yeah, it was. I imagine I was probably in elementary school, so you're probably like high school, just like ignoring candy oh, at that yeah. point. Yeah. But you know what you shouldn't ignore? <gasps> Is it me when I talk about Die Hard Dice? <laughs> yes. That's right. Don't you dare skip ahead, listener. <laughs> we know you're looking at Slow the chapters. Slow that speed back down to 1.0. <laughs> we know you're skipping ahead on chapters. We didn't do that for this. Anyway, Die Hard Dice, online purveyor of magical, not actual magic, but pretty much magic, polyhedral shapes for your TTRPG needs. They have a bunch of wonderful designs, metal and acrylic. They also have stuff that is not necessarily dice, but dice adjacent. They have a cool little like scroll rolling pad now. Got a bunch of bags and they got like a specialty bag that helps you like separate metal dice from acrylic dice or stuff like that, or at least mm. help separate sets. I never realized you were supposed to do that. Oh yeah. Those metal dice will chew up those acrylic dice. Something fierce. I believe that is their pouch of protection. Ah, pouch protection. Hear that listeners? Go on, buy it. And when you go to checkout, use our code Explorers Wanted, and you'll get 10% off your order. That's a little money off of a high-quality product, and you're helping to support the podcast, so you should do that morally. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the ad read. Thank you. All right. Who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Alex. Because I put candy on my mouth. It's in that. Dope. <laughs> that's what I remember, uh, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so there we were. Imagine. After having a fun time exploring, all confident in our shiny new characters, tier one. And we're going about our day when suddenly, oh no, something's chasing us. Ha, we made it. So we'll clearly, clearly this is a setup for an easy battle where we bottleneck somebody and easily take them down because this is, we are the heroes and no, no, no. Ezri almost got pulled twice into the shadows and... Turns out their blood is acid, and we did get a hand, but it was decided we should not just rely on turrets. And that, once again, Alex doesn't really understand what she's doing. <laughs> so after Ezra almost died, well, we're like, we can totally take these monsters that are not even, like, going past the elbows out of this trapdoor. Ilson made the bad mistake of tattling. I didn't know I was tattling. I had no idea. You tattled so hard. I didn't know. I didn't know that's what I was doing. I was just trying to be helpful. <laughs> and Tipu had a very bad day afterwards. Because after almost getting mauled by mysterious armed creatures with acidic blood, Ezra's like, I'm going to keep watching the trap door with only this turret as a friend. What do you mean only the turret as a friend? Like, what is Magpie? Getting a box. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, you told her to go get a you box. You told me to get a box. <laughs> Magpie was leaving anyway, now that I think about it. so. But she was at least going to take the hand with her. 
Now you have a potential hand that may reanimate at any moment with only a turret as your backup. Ezri killed the shit out of that hand. <laughs> I'm tired of people questioning it. No, it was Magpie! Well, Magpie did the only cut-off damage. Ezri did smash it good. Yes. So, Magpie, you emerge from the crawl space as Tibu is walking determinedly towards it. And she looks at you, and she, like, pauses for a moment. She's like, um, where's Ezri? Is she right behind you? Is she coming out? She told me to get a bar with a very, very acidic hand that she wouldn't let me take away. So don't touch the hand. You can do whatever you want else in there. Don't touch the hand. The blood is acid. She stares at you a moment, and then you can see her shoulders clenching up. And then she turns and forcefully pushes herself into the crawl space and through. I did leave a turret. I'm not that stupid, but... There's no answer. Magpie's, like, slowing down a little bit so she doesn't come back in the middle of an ass-chewing and get, like, secondhand <laughs> ass-chewed. So, in the distance, Ilsen, you've just had your encounter with Tibu. You're starting to tell everybody, but in the distance, you see Magpie walking out as well. <laughs> did you uh, run into Tibu? I see you... Prepare Tibu to ream our asses. I think we should have let the creatures probably come down the shaft and fought them. I think that probably would have been wiser. Yeah. I blame you, baby. Baby, it's your fault. Go to the corner. Elsen <laughs> flips Magpie the bird, says she continues her chore. Mm-hmm. Ezri, you hear somebody moving down through the crawl space towards you. It's easy to hear. This isn't anybody trying to be stealthy. There's somebody coming can't make out what they're saying, but you almost get the feeling like they're muttering something to themselves. Give me an insight roll of nine. Nine? Again, you can't hear the content, and you're not 100% sure on the voice. Sounds like somebody rehearsing a conversation. This is coming from the crossface, right? Yes. And a moment later, you see Tivu come around the corner. She looks at you, and she sees the blood on your clothing. Esri! Tivu, you need to get out of here. No, you need to get out of here. You're the one who's bleeding. You're still bleeding. Not a lot. And there's some creatures that live back here that are very dangerous. Fine. We'll send somebody else out, but you need to come with me now. We have to get you looked at. I'll meet you after everyone's gone. There's a long pause while she stares at you. You you really don't see it, do you? See what? Esri, I need you to come with me now. I don't 100% understand what's going on. But I've told everybody to start packing up. If something like this can do this to you, this is not safe. I know. That's why no one else can come back here. Right. How did you find this thing? Well, remember earlier when I was, when I came in? So we found this area back here. We were exploring it. You you went in? And yes. <sighs> so I know this is terrible timing. But it's something that I've been putting off for a while, and it's a conversation we need to have. I'm just asking for you to listen to me for a moment without interrupting me. Just listen. Okay? Sure. Yeah, of course. You saved me, and you saved all of us. We owe our lives to you, and so many of them in there look up to you for leadership, which you give begrudgingly. You do. But then you also go on these risky missions you go exploring and sometimes not often but sometimes you disappear for days at a time where we don't know where I don't where anything could have happened and I know 
You're always doing it for the right reason. I know you're always trying to help, but I need you to understand that whenever that happens, I'm the one left behind who has to somehow make it okay. What do you... Go ahead. No, no. What do you want me to do? I need you to stop taking so many risks. We can't lose you. I can't lose you. And I need you to be ready to do that because if you're not willing to do that, it's just going to cause more problems. So I've told everybody to pack up. I am hoping that you'll want to come with us. Of course I want to go with you. Where else would I go? Okay. She watches you very carefully, like through her lashes. And you understand what that means? Um, what does it mean to you? I need you to stop taking unnecessary risks. Because I need you to understand that even though I know there's no chance, there's no chance anybody could break you. That's not the concern. I just need you to understand that regardless of how it happens, losing you that way, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if we'd recover. And if you're coming, I need to know that you're willing to accept that responsibility. Okay? Okay. Okay. Get your ass back inside. I already told Keith to come this way. She looks at you like, just as you're about to say something, and she's like, no, get your ass back inside. This is not an ask. All right. Ezra, you head back in. There's still somebody on watch by the crawl space, but everybody else is packing up. Okay. And it's rehearsed. You guys, as an enclave, have rehearsed this packing up. You don't necessarily always have know where you're going to go next, but it's down to a science because you guys actually drill on the ship. Fuck yeah. If you had to pack up immediately. So Ezra goes to start doing her part of the packing. All right. Uh, hey, hey, Ashley. Yes. What do you want us to do about this, uh, Mr. Tompkins? And Ilsen gestures to where Mr. Tompkins is not listening to Ilsen. Yeah, basically just like sitting on a chair, licking his own asshole. Every once in a while, he stops with his mouth half open, like he hit like a really spicy surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Tompkins. There's some dangerous creatures that live back by you, so we're leaving. If you want to come with us. Mr. Tompkins hops down and winds between your legs. Yep, totally up to you, but you're more than welcome. She will give Mr. Tompkins scritchies. Mr. Tompkins purrs. Aww. Purrs and then sort of like flops over on his side. Not the flop. Esri gives probably too many scritchies for the like urgency of the situation, but not like so many. Mm. Okay. What are Ilsen and Magpie doing? Get in the hand. What? She was getting yeah, a container for the You heard her. She's getting that hand. <laughs> oh, right. Elsen is, after she's informed the Enclave of what's happening, I don't think she knows what to do, so she just kind of, like, stands off to the side and just kind of stays out of the way. Yeah, there's definitely Enclave members that are kind of walking by you that are, like, it's clearly, like, the, the impression is, like, just stay out of the way. They've kind of moved on from their initial packing to also some of the communal stuff. Magpie, you pass Esri on your way back with the box. And otherwise, unless Esri says anything to you, you're heading back into the crawl space for that hand. Yep. Okay. You go back to the crawl space. You see Tibu standing there by the turret. As you come around the corner, give me a perception roll of nine. What'd you get, Alex? I see something in your face. I got a one, but I'm like debating if I want to like re-roll it. But at the same time, I'm just like, nah, nah. She walks straight into whatever the fuck this is. Tivo looks at you and says, oh, you're here. <laughs> what was the box for again? 
the hand, the severed hand that was on the floor that's blood as acid. Okay. Okay. I didn't want to look too closely at whatever that was there. Go ahead and grab it. She very carefully does. She's still wearing those gloves, by the way. Mm-hmm. It spasms for a moment in your hand, but you're able to keep a grip as you put it in the box. So, you go, you get the hand, you head back out, everybody's packing. A few moments later, somebody has gone into the crawl space. I'm going to say Geith. Rip Geith. <laughs> and Kibu comes out a few moments later. Ilsa and Esri, please give me a 12 insight type roll. 19. Would perception be applicable here? I'll give you perception. All right. Yeah, in this particular case. Uh, nice. Uh, it's a seven. I don't remember what the uh, thing was. So you don't see anything. Esri, Tifa comes out. She's totally, like, standing straight. She's walking with purpose. She is also definitely been crying. But she immediately beelines over her stuff and starts packing up. I feel like Esri would know that Tibu would appreciate her finishing packing more than she would her Esri going over to talk to her, so she'll keep packing too. Okay. I also love that the one person who has the emotional support as a skill is completely oblivious to it. Yeah, I mean, you just don't have context for all mm-hmm. these people, like because you don't live there and things like that. I mean, it's the kind of thing, like, it's sort of impossible to miss what social dynamic is happening here. Mm-hmm. Well, unless you're like me 10 years ago, or even two years ago, or even last week. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not a fellow Spectrum buddy, you, you would it's pretty obvious what's going on here. So what do you guys do as everything gets packed up? I mean, obviously, Esri is finishing getting packed up, but Ilsen and Magpie are in a unique situation because you don't live here. Mm-hmm. Because you don't live here, you're in the circle of trust, but you're not really part of this. Right. You don't really have stuff that you guys leave here. Yeah. After a few minutes of being a wallflower, Ilsen will pull out like a notepad and start kind of like writing notes down about what she saw in the basement attic and the basement basement mm-hmm. and doing it in like reporter shorthand. So if any yeah. creepy people basically encoded. And then I think at some point she was like, kind of looks for permission to leave, but she doesn't know like what the procedure is for that. If the Enclave should leave first and then non-Enclave members or reverse or what. So I suppose it depends on who you're looking to for that hint. I think she's going to carefully approach Esri. I, I think Elsen is just like, I don't, I don't know what the situation is. I don't want to fuck with anything. I've already fucked something up already accidentally. So carefully. Uh, hey, Esri, is it okay if I leave or is that going to screw with uh, procedures? No, you're, yeah, you're free to go. Um, we have a system. So I'll send you a note or something when we're all moved. Okay, yeah, send it to the uh, Corpus Caller. Okay. All right, um, <laughs> good luck. And Ilsen just kind of gestures broadly. Oh, thanks. Hope to hear from you soon. And Ilsen will make an exit and then take a path that hides where she came from out of the uh, local neighborhood. Okay, give me a six stealth or stealth. And I think you also have, like, don't you also have something like deception or... I have training in stealth and training in lies and trickery. So I think this would make it a freebie for you. So you slip off. No problem. Magpie, you brought back the hand in the box. Just sitting on the couch waiting with the hand. Okay. Not sure what to do. Everybody's packing up around her and she's just sitting there with the hand in the box. 
Just chilling. I think part of her secretly hopes to reclaim the turret. Mm, that's fair. Okay. Esri, you finished packing up your shit. Okay. Most people are ready and congregating in sort of like the common area. Okay. Which you know is probably for a briefing for where to go next. Okay. So, can I spend an XP to have a place to go next? You absolutely can do that. So your player intrusion is you guys have a plan B. Your next plan scoped out where you're going to go. Okay. It is on tier eight. People roughly know they have to split up. You guys have had enough time. I'm going to say because you're spending an XP for this, that this plan is already mapped out. Like people roughly know like their secret path. There's still risk involved, of course. But at least, like, the core members of the Enclave, like, the people that live there, all know their part in which yep. confusing path they're supposed to take to get to it. Good. Okay. You got... Everybody gathers. Um, are you going to say anything, or...? Oh, sure. Good work, everyone. So, uh, we do have to move. There's some sort of creatures that live here. So, yeah. Mr. Tompkins winds between your legs. We'll head to the safe house and... Everyone knows generally, right? You got, you guys all know what groups you're in. Yeah, boss. Yeah, we do. She like winces at boss, but then she looks at Tibu, <laughs> and then uh, she says, "Okay." And everyone knows their path. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yasmin looks at you like, "Yeah, I think so." I'll see you there. Be careful. All right. They all start splitting up and heading out. They're actually like staggering their exits. Like you guys had planned down that this first group goes out, second group counts to a hundred before they go out. That kind of thing. Yep. And of course, Ezra, you know that you and Tibu are the last ones. And Magpie. And Magpie. Well, Magpie doesn't know what the fuck is going on. She's not part of this plan at all. So she's just sitting on this couch, like, watching people walk out. Uh, Magpie, do you want to come with us, or? Yes, but I'm going to grab the turret first, so we can use it again. Yep. Hurry up. Magpie jogs off to get the turret. Okay, you go through the crawl space, you get to the turret. You can fold it up. You don't have as much of a hurry now, so it's not too hard to fold up. Puts it back in its little carrying case. Yep. Makes it back to the main room with her severed hand. Do you have perception as a skill? <laughs> no, but I do have danger sense and tracking. It's not danger sense. It's not. So if it wasn't perception, um, give me a three. Intellect-based. Six. You gather the turret, you pack it up, you bring it back, no problem. Everything was fine. Except, now that you think about it, there was no Keith. No, I, I don't know that Ezri wouldn't have, no, like, I feel like Ezri or Tibu would have noticed. Like, Keith wouldn't get left. Oh, shit. No, you didn't leave yet. Keith was back there taking watch. Keith got God. With the turret secured, Magpie's going to run back and ask Ezri, kind of just... Stand in front of Ezra's like, did, did you do a head count of everyone who was leaving? We're waiting on Geeth. Geeth wasn't with the turret. Ezra will shoot Tibu an absolute murderous look and then head back to the crawl space. Tibu holds up a hand and says, no. And she starts walking back there instead. Ezra's following. Magpie's following too. She gets to the crawl space. She looks back. She sees you, Ezra, all bloodied. <laughs> and she looks at you. She's like, Get the fuck out of here, Ezri. You're not going to do anybody. In and you're going to do what against these creatures that may have geese? Give me a some sort of like persuasion or social role of, I think, nine. Ezri has natural charisma. Because Tibu is not, Tibu's not dumb. Like, she's aware that, like, she's taking this to a level that is not rational. 
at this point, so... Two? Wow. They don't like me very much tonight, these dice. <laughs> okay. Straight to jail. She looks at you, and she says, Esri, I need you to get the fuck out of here right now and get to... Th- I'm not letting you disappear. Stupid risks. Right. My turn. No. No one's turn. We'll go together. Anything besides you going there, all the others, is going to freak them out. You're already injured. You almost died. They can't lose both of us. Get the fuck out of my face, Esri. Make me, Tibu. A tear goes down her right cheek. She says, are we really going to do this? Do you mean, are you going to fight me? What? You know what? Esri's going to stop talking. She's going to use fleet of foot. And she's going to start looking for Geese. That's good. Give me a 12 speed defense. Actually, no, my defense. Because you're moving past her. So the question is whether or not... It's not just whether she grabs you. It's whether she can hold you. Okay, I will spend a little of effort on that. So it's a 9. That's a nat 20. Okay. You're definitely going to get past her. What would you propose as a major effect? Unless you want extra damage. No. For a major effect, I would like Ezri to be able to... Hmm... She'll turn to Tibu and she'll say, we can either do this together or I can do it alone. And give you some assets for that and another asset because you and Tibu's long relationship, which I think technically for you brings it down to a three. Twelve. Which feels too easy, but it's also probably mathematically the right number. Well, it is a major fact. Yeah. She freezes for a moment and she says, all right, <sighs> Ezra, you son of a bitch. She turns and stalks away. Her mom was uh, a bitch. So that's okay. <laughs> All right. Esri will take in a deep breath and she'll yell as loud as she can. Geeth! It echoes down the corridor. Bagpie would like to initiate tracking of the Geeth. Esri would like to give her some advice. <laughs> so if you're going to track, you got to track. You know, Geeth was wearing shoes. Okay. So you've got training and tracking. Esri is giving you two assets. Because she said, Keith wears shoes sometimes. <laughs> I love this. Oh. So I think that brings it down to a three. 18. That advice about the shoes really helped. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, for all. Made all the difference. There is fresher blood here than before. And you think, based off of what you're seeing here, that Keith. You're not sure how he got down that close to the sconces, whether it was curiosity or whether something lured him in that direction. But there's definitely fresher blood in that area, and the trapdoor is now closed. You think, Geith, at some point, you're not exactly sure on the sequence of events, but for whatever reason, Geith went closer to the sconces, got clawed, and yanked up. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like Keith pulled the sconce. Um, be ready with your turret, magpie. We're really going to do this again. Really? And as she's going to go over, she's going to open the trap door. You open the door. Because I'm assuming at this point, like, you guys have figured out where to stand if you don't want to suddenly get yanked mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll say that. We'll, yeah, so the trap door opens. You don't see anything or hear anything besides that corridor. Geith! It goes up. Trap door, shoot. And into the room beyond. No reply? No, nothing? No reply. Esri starts to pull a rope out of her pack. Okay. She starts to tie it off. 
Okay. Okay, Ezra will start to step out into the alternative gravity. Okay. Starts exactly as you expect as you lead yourself down. Okay, and when she gets to the bottom, take a look around. You can swing out the gravity. It looks much the same as before. There is the dipper door and the lathe door. I for sure thought Tibu was trying to stop Esri. Was trying to what? I thought Tibu for sure would try to stop Esri. And now here I am. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she'll look in the anvil room. The doors appear to be shut in here now. And from behind you, you definitely hear Tibu's sort of grunts as she's trying to lower herself down steadily. Okay, now Esri does turn around. Tibu's coming down into this new chamber. Well, this is it. And uh, on the topic of stupid risks, this isn't something that we can do right now. We would die. So, what, we just leave Keith behind? Just until I rest up and we come up with a plan. Give me a six social roll of some sort. Twelve. I can't protect you here. I can't. I could barely protect myself. All right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not always about who you can protect, Esri. But you're right. Let's go. No stupid risks. Okay. Esri will let her go first. She climbs her way back out. Esri gives great advice. Hand over hand. (laughs) 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 It's a rope. You can hold, you climb a rope. Rope makes it easier. Usually you want to climb the opposite way you came. And then uh, Esri will come up behind. Yeah, you guys emerge on the other side. All right, back by back up the turret. (laughs) God. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I really fucking hate you. (laughs) <laughs> and he puts the turret back in the goddamn bag <laughs> Alright, let's go You guys go You know where you're heading This place on tier 8 You know you're not supposed to go together You have different paths Well, Magpie wouldn't know the path She doesn't actually know, have a pre-planned thing So it's up to you how you disclose to her where the new place is If you want to wait till you get there Oh, I figured Magpie would just stick with Esri You just tag along with whichever group. Okay. And Ezri will look down at Mr. Tompkins and say, want to ride? Mr. Tompkins actually sits back, leans up with his little paws forward, as if waiting for you to pick him up. <laughs> Ezri does and, and puts uh, puts Mr. Tompkins up around her shoulder where he can either rest on her pack or wherever, wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. He leans in, occasionally like distracting you by like rubbing his head against the back of your neck or something like that. Okay. And they're off to level eight. Okay. So I need you guys to give me three stealth rolls. Damn. First stealth roll is a nine. I got a 14, a 20, and a 14. I got a two, a four. Nice. And a one. (laughs) Damn, Ezra. (laughs) Alex, with your natural 20 in the mix there, you have the option of negating one of Ezra's results. I'm negating the one. You're so smart. You sure? <laughs> I, I, oh, maybe I should do the four. <laughs> no, the one, please. Okay. So, yeah, you guys probably guessed those were increasing difficulties of rolls. So, as we failed multiple of them, yeah, you guys get to level eight and into place just as you expect. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's not nearly as nice a location as the place on your three. But it works. You guys will have some work to do if you're going to try to fully disguise it, as well as the one on Tier 3 was, where it looked like part of the wall and things like that. There's more work to be done here. It's not, like, fully set up, but it's doable. It's the kind of thing that as long as you guys are careful as a group and get things set up, you'll be fine. 
it would have been more dangerous to try to set up it more in advance because then people would have noticed something was going on. Esri will call everyone together. Okay. Everyone gets together. Jasmine looks around. Um, has anybody seen Geeth? I have bad news about Geeth. Geeth was captured by the creatures. We're going to come up with a plan. We're going to get him back. You mean like that thing? That's Rob pointing at Mr. Tompkins on your shoulders. Oh, I thought there was like, we were just going to turn around and it was going to be there. We're like, the fuck? Uh, no. <laughs> Things that left, uh, left these. And Esri will show them her gaping claw wounds. Yasmin shrieks. Whoops. <laughs> and falls to her knees. Otherwise, there is sort of sort of panic as everybody starts trying to gather around you and try to move you oh. to somewhere to lay down. <laughs> Esri goes with the flow. Yep. You get you laid down. And as you are kind of directed off to lay down, be dealt with, you do see a moment where Tibu kneels down in front of Yasmin, who is fully on her knees. Whoops. Holds her hands and starts talking to her gently. Magpie looks at Esri and says, Do you need some assistance with not traumatizing them? Apparently. <laughs> Magpie will use her skill in emotional support. Okay. Uh, are you providing emotional support to Esri or are you going over to those to Tibu and Yasmin? Tibu and Yasmin. Okay, so tell me how you're emotionally supporting them. She's gonna kind of just like crouch in front of her and say, see, this is why I was with her. She wanted to fight them. I said, no, no, put down my friend and we'll come back. And that's why we're going to go save Geeth. We will get some form of Geeth back and it will be fine. No one will leave Esri alone anymore because we understand Esri isn't the smartest. What? <laughs> <laughs> she says it loud enough that Esri can probably hear her. Wow. Um, I was going to hinder you on that, except for that last bit. <laughs> I know. You were like, where is this going? And then you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, so the thing is, there's some sort of social role. And honestly, I, I, they're upset. Yeah, I, I think it's still 12. But I have peacefully opening the communication, too. So you've got two assets, right? Because you're doing emotional support and peacefully opening negotiations in this particular case. Esri says, give him a hug. <laughs> Tipu winces. <laughs> so, yeah, you have two assets on that, so it's a six. Not 20. They are loving this. This is why everyone tolerates Magpie. Okay, so this is the major effect then. Okay, so, listen. Thanks, Magpie. Um, I appreciate that. And that's what Yasmin says. And Tibu, meanwhile, like, looks at you. And in response to the Esri comment, she looks shocked at first. And then she starts, like, laughing, like, trying to hold it back. But still laughing all the same. So, we should probably get set up, take a nap, and then we'll go back. Not alone. Not alone. We'll grab a baby. Baby will be great. For this, because we'll use the baby as bait, and we'll get it super easy. Exchange them. Tibu makes like a remark, and it's sarcastic. You can tell she doesn't one hundred percent mean it, but she's like, "I've heard worse plans." Tibu, <laughs> what, Ezri? Can you uh, don't bring him here. You know that. Um, 
Can you find Marin and Keela and see if they're interested in a job? We can't pay anybody, Azri. I have a little money. What are we talking about? Getting geese. You want me to send my cousin to certain death? Well, I wasn't thinking it was certain. All right. I mean, I guess I don't know what we're going to offer them, Esri. I mean, like, how much money are we talking here? How much do you think they'll want? There's a whistle from a spaghetti <laughs> western. And for a moment, Tibu's face goes blank and she says, What's your budget? <laughs> Can we afford them? I don't know what it would cost. Let me think about it. All right. Let me cut over to Ilsen. What is Ilsen doing right now? Ilsen is pulling up to the office with her coffee and, like, a pastry. snibbling on it as mm-hmm. she goes in. Yep. And I think she's only there for, like, a little bit just to check in with Mop. Just be like, hey, I'm here at work. I'm doing stuff. A couple questions. One of the things that she was assigned was to go look at the uh, smelting factories and the thefts that occurred around there. Mm-hmm. Where are the smelt factories in the... Uh, Smelting factories, typically because they need a lot of ventilation, they're typically on the surface city. Excellent. But kind of away from the center. Yeah. Because nobody wants all the smells and the smoke. All right, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Second question, are there any publicly available, like, libraries or academies on the surface, in the surface city? For sure. All right. Yeah, there there is some stuff offered for citizens of Corpus, yes. Cool. Okay, then once she's done checking in with Mop, Ilsen's going to head out to the surface city. You head out to the surface city. Where are you heading? I think first she is going to... Well, what time of day is it? Because I think Ilsen's technically pulled an all-nighter in the Enclave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure it was an all-nighter. By the time you're, like, getting to the surface city, this is, like, early morning. Okay. Not, like, 3 a.m. early, but, like, definitely before most people are going to work. Okay, in that case... I think she is going to think that it's better to get to the smelting factories probably relatively early while there's still workers there. Because if they're anything like the real world, blue-collar workers tend to be more early birds. Okay. Okay. Cool. So you check in at the office prior to that, right, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. And as you're leaving the office, you hear a voice from just a few feet away as you're coming out the door. It says, quarter shin for your thoughts. (sighs) Take a deep breath. And then turn to face Ferdinand? Is that Ferdinand? It's not Ferdinand. Oh, fuck. You see a young woman, maybe in her late 20s, looking at you, her back straight, posture perfectly squared, dark red hair, pale skin, and the uniform of a ghoul. Shit. And that's where we'll end this episode. Oh, fuck. Can I hang out with these guys on tier 8? I don't want to be here. Too bad. <laughs> you decided fuck. to ditch the move. Because you didn't want any pizza. <laughs> I thought, oh, fuck. Because it was vegan or something. One of these days, I'll oh, will learn what it means to help. No. Oh, fuck. Alex, something about this episode. I just love the interaction Esri has with her, like, followers. It's hilarious. And also the Esri mm-hmm. advice. The Esri <laughs> advice is the best. The Esri advice is super good. Like, if I was on top of my shit, I'd be making t-shirts and stickers that said, Sometimes he wears shoes. <laughs> That's a rope. I do kind of want to retroactively go back and try to make sure that any time where Stacy said that Ezra gave advice in like earlier episodes, that it was something ridiculous. <laughs> well, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would really dig. 
This week, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? All right, so technically this has been around for a long time, but I haven't played it in a long time, and I feel like it's never talked about. I would recommend listeners check out, if they don't already know about it, The Kingdom of Loathing. Are you guys familiar with Kingdom of Loathing? It rings a bell, but not true. I don't think so. So um, these are Kingdom of Loathing is by the same people who did West of Loathing and Shadows Over Loathing, two games that came out on Steam. I think Shadows of Loathing just came out like a month ago. Isn't Shadows Over Loathing the one that's like stick figures, yes. essentially? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Kingdom of Loathing is this guy's first game, and it's basically a parody of your kind of fantasy adventure stuff. And it's completely free. Just type in kingdomofloathing.com. You can make your account. And it's this nice little kind of, not really an idle game in the technical sense, but it's like the thing you do, the thing you play around with, like during a lunch break, middle of the day. And I love this game so much because it's a pretty solid RPG all in all, but it's a very like satirical take on the fantasy RPG genre. And 15 years later, I've played this for the first time, I think in beginning of high school, 15 years later, it's still pretty funny. Like I'm so happy that their humor is still like good enough that they didn't have to update too much with, you know, Mm -hmm. modernity, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. You can play as one of six classes. There is a postamancer, a sorcerer. I'm playing as a disco bandit, but there's also an accordion thief, a seal clubber, and I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the sixth one is, but it's another strength based class. And it's mm. the whole game is like that. It's full of puns. It's full of jokes. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And it has a surprising amount of depth if you put some time into it. And again, it's completely free. Kingdom of Loathing. It's a fun time. Good little idle game to have on your browser. I recommend. Okay, cool. Very cool. Well, if people wanted to tell us what they think of Kingdom of Loathing or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? We have a website, ExplorersWanted.fm. On that website, you will see that we have a number of socials. On Mastodon, we are at ExplorersWanted at Dice.Camp. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at ExplorersWanted Podcast. But our best social is our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord will bring you there, and you can talk about plants and animals and memes and video games and movies and all that. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is the best place to support us. And also, please use our dice failure code, DieHardDice, 10% off when you type in explorerswanted at checkout. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Honestly, the best thing you can do for us is to tell your friends, tell them what you like about the show, why they should listen to it. Word of mouth is really how podcasts grow. The second best thing you can do for us is writing us a five-star written review on a podcast directory. As of now, we have about 25 on the various directories, and we'd love more. Anytime somebody can see those reviews, especially if they're recent reviews that have like the reasons why they like it, it makes a big difference when people are trying to find a new actual play in a directory. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was a meh, well... I sincerely hope you find it. That thing you're looking for. I know its absence eats away at you. A hungry void slowly sucking at the marrow and awful in your torso, slowly pushing your ribs apart to make room for its impossible gravity. Now, don't cry. Your tears are more lovely when they're red. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel. 
at Anderlich, A-N-T-R-L-I-K dot org. Find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. I feel like I need to get water. <laughs> Slam Potato on Twitter and at Slam Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. I mean, is it better to suck the marrow or the toes? <laughs> I'm here with the Unicorn on Instagram, Threads, and Twitch. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you listen to this. And bye! bye.